Hello and welcome to another episode of Alcoholics. I am your host, Terrain Myricks. I am joined by my co-host, Katrina Myricks. Katrina, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I am doing splendidly. Um, we are joined by our first-time guest, uh, the one, the only, only Jeff Gillingham. Jeff, how are you? I'm, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Excited to be on. Jeff, can I ask, did I pronounce your last name correctly? Uh, Gillingham? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I so did. congratulations. Yeah. I, I didn't know if it was Gillingham or Gillingham, <laughs> and I just took a stab in the dark. Um, no, knowing that it's not really a stab in the dark, because I'm pretty sure I've said your last name a billion times before. <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I gotta, I really hope I fucking got that right. All right. <laughs> Before we start, um, we usually ask uh, guests, and this is the first time you're on, how have you mm. been, I mean, we've been kind of dealing with a whole global pandemic situation uh, that has caused us all to have to stay in our homes for uh, a majority of the time. How have you been passing the time um, in quarantine? Uh, well, a lot of, well, we just moved, so moved down to South Philadelphia, so that has taken quite a bit of our time in recent weeks. Um, I have actually been out protesting a lot in Philadelphia, um, reading, uh, and then also the other thing, Animal Crossing. It's like the perfect game for quarantine, can to I, be honest. Can I ask you to explain, because I've literally, I've heard of the game I've never played it. Katrina, you've heard of it. Have you ever played it? No. Do you know what it's about? Sort of? Visiting farms and growing things. Could you explain this game to us? (laughs) And and keep in mind, I'm pretty sure I had someone on. I'm pretty sure Arista was on and, like, explained Animal Crossing (laughs) to me. And I'm pretty sure I just fucking forgot all about it. (laughs) Uh, The way that I describe it to people that have never played it, you just vibe you just vibe in the game. Like if you want to, if you want to catch fish all day long, you catch fish. If you want to decorate your house all day long, you decorate your house. If you want to, you know, dig holes all over your island. If you want to go catch bugs, you catch bugs. You can plant a bunch of flowers. Really, honestly, what the game is kind of like is like all these mundane chores that we do in our real life. <laughs> um, and but when you when you put them in an actual video game, you're like, I can't wait. To actually weed my island and okay. plant all of these flowers. Okay. All right. So okay. So so it's literally it's like a it's a farm. You are you are operating a farm of some sort or at least it's, some sort of property that you're operating. Right. It's an yeah. You're on an island. It pretty much like you you have like your house and then there's all these other villagers' houses. And then, like, you can decorate things and you can pretty much like do anything you want on the island. So it's. Uh, yeah, it's just a really good game for quarantine yeah. to pass the time. And then and then another question, and I apologize because this is going to fucking turn into the Animal Crossing episode, but do yeah. you go and, but. you can go and visit your friends' farms? Yeah, yeah, you can visit your or friends' islands. You, islands, yes, their islands. Right. Uh, so you can go visit their islands, um, then you could, like, go into their houses, and you could, uh, there's, like, a whole there's like a whole entire other thing where you could do like photos and people are very creative with this. So there's people that have like, uh, did the like opening of like Ghostbusters and stuff (laughs) or like, they like recreate, they recreate like the power Rangers or avatar, the last airbender you can. So yeah, you can go. Um, I've actually been to Arista's Island quite, quite a bit. Really? Is his, be honest, be honest. 
Is his island up to snuff, or is it what what's going on with his island? Is it? it it's it's pretty good. I haven't been there in a while because of the move and everything else, but it, it's pretty good. Okay. Um, it, it is called Firefest though, or Cryfest, or right. whatever it is. All right. So, All right. We typical, typical Arista stuff. We see you, Arista. We got it. <laughs> we got where you're going. We got it. <laughs> Okay, is it for last question on Animal Crossing? Because I'm like, I'm legit curious about this game to the point where I'm like, mm. should I watch videos of people doing it, and then maybe should I get it? You should not get it. <laughs> Are you sure? I, part of me's like, fuck, I could just get decorate an island. See, I think I missed out on the boat. Is it still something that a bunch of people are doing, or did I like, did I miss out? Like, have people gone? We're done now. I, I think it is. I think it is still things that people are actually doing. I'm, I'm sure that it's kind of fallen off a little bit, especially with current events. Um, and especially because it's like a game that I think people will play for a bit and then they'll leave and then they'll come back. Okay. So I think people are still playing. It is on the Switch too as well. Okay. All right. And I have I have a Switch. <laughs> I, I literally just uh, played like Super Mario Brothers Deluxe or whatever recently. Yeah. Because I'm cool. like, yeah, this is fun. Um, all right. <laughs> well, well, if you get it, then we can be best friends and I can, we can visit each other's islands. Yes, and I won't call my island Firefest because I'm not a fucking loser, Arista. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, um, okay, uh, let's get into the actual show. Um, we can start with the recent Supreme Court rulings that were handed down. Um, we have had, uh, let's start with the, um, LGBT ruling regarding, um, protections under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act. Juicy, juicy stuff. Um, uh, the, the justices of the Supreme Court, uh, ruled six to three with Roberts and Neil Gorsuch, a Trump appointee, um, ruling with the liberal justices that, um, LGBTQ folks are protected under Title VII. So if they are fired for being LGBTQ folks, they get to um, sue for, you know, wrongful termination. Um, they have that ability. Uh, that was a pretty big ruling. And it was pretty weird that Gorsuch um, took the side of Roberts and the liberal justices. It's, it's a little bit less weird that Roberts did, but... Gorsuch was a big surprise. Katrina, what did you think about the ruling when it was handed down? I mean, I was shocked. I, I, I have a lot of um, maybe in some cases unwarranted negative feelings towards our court because it is conservative majority. Um, but Roberts has seemingly decided that he's not quite so happy with the um, like partisan nature of the court and how it's been used lately so he has been siding with the liberal majority in in cases where you might not expect it but obviously neil gorsuch was a big shock because right. he is very conservative right right the the gorsuch of it all was was super like surprising to me mm -hmm. though um an aclu attorney um did say that the arguments that they made were focused on neil gorsuch right uh, which is super bananas, right? Like that they were able to convince Neil Gorsuch in this setting um, to do the right thing. And I, I'm with you. I have a very pessimistic view of this court as well, especially with John Roberts, because he seems to not give a fuck about civil rights in most cases, um, specifically voting cases. Mm -hmm. Jeff, what did you think about this um, when it was handed down? Uh, I color me shocked too as well about <laughs> this. Like I, uh, I was completely shocked. 
um, by it. And it's kind of interesting because I looked into it a little bit, and I wanted to know like why Neil Gorsuch actually voted right for it in favor. Um, and it was because of the, like him being a textualist and the way that he viewed what they meant by sex yes. pretty much in that, which is crazy to me, right? Because I just feel, um, uh, it, it, I, I guess, like, I'm glad that that's the decision that he came to and everything from that, but because it was literally just because, well, you know, this is what sex is. And I think the example that he gave in his, um, in the opinion was if you, if you, if a man gets fired for like dating another man, right? But then a man gets dated for like, uh, or gets fired for dating another woman, and it's like the same situation. Then it's sex, it's sex discrimination or something. Is kind of how I think he worded it. I don't know if that's necessarily what it was, but um, I was shocked. I mean, I was shocked, and I do have a pessimistic view of the court too, as well. Um, it being more conservative. Um, but I'm gonna take a win where we can get wins. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's that's where I, that's where I was at. Like I I uh, that day, and we're gonna talk about the DACA decision as well. But um, that day, um, I pretty much was like, okay, like fucking, let's not get complacent. This is still a bad court, and this <laughs> is still a court that we need to flip. Like it we it is not gonna be something that we can allow for. President uh, Trump to be able to nominate more people to go on this court because we will see less decisions like this. But it is fucking nice to relish in a win. Yeah. <laughs> like it is, it is very nice yeah. to like, hold on to something that is like so so wonderful. Like this wasn't like a this wasn't just any sort of win. This was a six three win. We were mm -hmm. able to convince two of the conservatives that this was the right thing to do. And when I say we, I mean the people who argued it. I didn't do a goddamn thing. But <laughs> um, like and. And I, I think that I think that what you said about the uh, like uh, Gorsuch being a textualist is exactly right. That's exactly what the attorney said that the argument was made. They used it. They the, they tailored their argument towards him and the way he saw the court. Uh, sorry, saw the saw the laws, which is he is a textualist. He says that this is what the text says. So this is what we then must do, um, which yeah. is which is dumb because time changes and the way that we see things and the way that things should go are different but again i'm taking it <laughs> um, I'll, I'll take it like i'll take it too <laughs> yeah yeah uh katrina what do you um do you do you think based on this um that the attacks uh, on the lgbtq community um that are done by this administration uh including some of the recent things that are like saying that um, adoption agencies are able to discriminate against LGBTQ people or, um, you know, trans healthcare is under threat. Do you think that uh, that is based on, based on this court ruling, do you think that it's possible that they have some hope that maybe some of this can get changed or are we still in a negative situation overall? I mean, I think it's certainly, um, provides uh what's the what's the word um for w when they make a ruling precedent. precedent i think it provides precedent for other cases so um if the trump administration can still do the terrible things they want to do but if it gets brought before the court they can use this ruling as precedent that you know if if there is a law that pertains to um whatever they're trying to do 
that defends against sex discrimination, right. then it should apply to LGBT groups. Right, right. So uh, this certainly can set the precedent to defend against like adoption discrimination and stuff like that. So I think yeah. that's a good thing. Uh, Jeff, what do you think? Do you think that this has kind of set maybe a possible precedent in order to um, aid uh, LGBTQ folks in their fight against the nonsense of this specific administration? Or do you think um, this is still an issue that, you know, continues to exist? Um, I mean, I think it is still an issue that is going that is going to continue to exist. And I think part of it is for me specifically, um, I I Obviously, like, I don't trust anything this fucking administration does or anything along those lines. Wait, why? I think it... Do you have any, do you have any, <laughs> could you name me, name me 17 reasons why? <laughs> why? Come on. Like, you don't, are you a businessman, bro? Like, yeah. you don't, he's fine. What, he's when has Trump ever lied once? By the way, <laughs> by the way, our co- Corona cases were 15 and then they were zero. Just like that. Go oh, ahead. of course, yeah. Go of ahead. Course. It's going to go away over the summer, guys, yep. even though there's 4,000 more cases in Florida yesterday. Oopsie daisies. Um, Look. <laughs> I think, I think, so that is, I, I think that we need to keep the foot on the, our foot on the gas with it. Yeah. Because I don't trust the administration, especially with somebody like Mike Pence, who is an evangelical Christian on the right, right? Who mm-hmm. I think is partially what he wants to do and what his kind of, view of the world is it's like if you could dismantle all lgbt rights i wouldn't be surprised right um in I mean, that sense so I, just right, like uh, until recently he supported fucking electroshock therapy to cure yeah. the gay like the his his platform for president when he runs is gonna be i swear to you queers won't get pizza anymore like that is that is what made him famous, right? Yeah. Like his his fame comes from his inability to see uh, LGBTQ people as people. So I don't trust anything that would it could that would involve a Mike Pence. I one hundred percent agree. With that being said, I do agree that I think that it's a good springboard because it's a big loophole that's pretty much closed. Because and this is something that I actually didn't know until which. Um, until this ruling came out, I didn't actually know that it would, I mean, it was by a state by state basis. Right. Right. And it was like almost half of the states that you could legitimately just be fired because of being gay or trans. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Right. Um, yeah. so I think it's a good, it's a good springboard. I think there's a lot more work that we have to do, especially with like trans health. Um, and I don't know, and I don't know if either of you know too as well about the like housing discrimination. I don't know if this specific ruling covers any of that, um, but it could be a good springboard to set that precedent so that we can get this stuff going in a, a better direction. I agree. I also one of the things that I think is very important, as well as as well as that, I think that you're absolutely right. But I think one of the most important things we need to go after is at will employment. At-will employment <laughs> is Good luck. a huge, I agree, but <laughs> at-will employment is a huge, like, fucking loophole for this. Mm-hmm. So you can say, I didn't fire them because they are... It's a loophole for everything, though. Yeah, when it I didn't fire it. them for the, because they're gay or trans or or said something in favor of something that I'm against. Or pregnant or, or a preg- woman. I or, fired them yeah. because they forgot to mop that specific no, spot. No, no, I told no. Them. They fired them because. Yeah. They don't have to... In, yeah. in at-will employment states, you don't have to give a reason. Right. And that, I believe, is 31 states are mm-hmm. at-will. So Wait, is it that? 
it's that much yeah oh it's my a goodness. lot it's a lot we are bad <laughs> like let's let's be clear the the fuck i said it god damn it i gotta start <laughs> i gotta fourth i'm not sure if you listen to the podcast i do this thing where i say a couple of phrases a lot one of them is let's be clear um it is it is way too much and i gotta stop saying it <laughs> like you used too many we, we all we all have them I used too many segues. That's not yeah, a segue. That's a segue. No, a segue is changing the subject from one thing to the next. That's a segue. This is not a segue. I'm it's so unnecessary. Ta- hey, listen. Let's keep going. Um, <laughs> we feel like at will employment needs to like that. That is bullshit. Yeah. No. It it gives cover for any reason you want to to fire somebody uh, and skirt the civil def- um, civil rights act, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how pregnant women end up getting fired. It's how disabled people end up getting fired. And it's how LGBT community is going to end up getting fired. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so though this is a huge win, there is another glaring thing that is in the way of um, this being, because this is only an afterthought, right? Like an after effect. The, the ruling that was made is after you get fired for being, a part of this community, you can sue. Yeah. That's what it is. It's not, it's not stopping the firing from happening. It's, it's so that you can, um, get, you know, wrongful termination, wrongful termination, get a wrongful, wrongful termination suit in your favor. It's not saying you can't be fired for it. It's saying if you are fired for it, you can sue. Yeah. That's it. Like, that's the important part that needs to be, that we need to make sure is known. Like this is still the after effect. And we want to make sure that it's not something that they can be fired for at all. Right? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I know that it's hard to talk when, when you had to listen to a, when you had to listen to a fight about segways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you did know. They, did they just fight about the fucking definition of segue? I don't think I can oh, talk God, about it. I get myself into. I gotta get out oh, of here. Man. <laughs> um, let's move quickly to um another ruling that came down from the court same day. Um, same day, or that was the next day? No, I think it was the same day. Eh, whatever. Next day, I think. Yeah. Next day. Okay. Fine. All right. Getting ganged up on on my <laughs> own podcast. <laughs> Your <laughs> own. Yeah. Just, just, just segue out of it, Trey. Segue out of it. Uh, let me be clear. <laughs> so the so uh, the Supreme Court ruled on DACA in a five four decision. Roberts writing for the five, um, essentially saying that um, Trump couldn't terminate the DACA program, and it wasn't specifically because of any reason other than the Trump administration did the bare minimum to try to get rid of the DACA program, like. Mm-hmm. It was because... uh, It's it's because they're lazy and incompetent. Right, right, right. (laughs) It literally is because they... It could have been any program they were trying to end. It has nothing to do with the They wrote like a paragraph and were like... Yeah, they had the acting Secretary of Homeland, I believe, write a paragraph saying the Dreamers no more. And that was it. That was it. And that's, (laughs) that's what the argument was. It was like, we'll let you do it, but... You actually have to do it the with, right way. Like you have to, you have to do some work to do this rather than just writing a paragraph. Um, so Jeff, I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, this clearly shows that the DACA program is still under threat. Correct. 
Yeah, and I think I think that um, I mean I think that you laid it out right because they were they were attacking they pretty much said that the methods that you used were wrong, right? If you bolster those, then yes, we can you know we'll get rid of this whatever it may be. Um, and I think that it's still under threat and that it's such an important goddamn reason why he needs to get out of office, right? right? Because it's we it's 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 still under threat. He's still going to try and remove it again. And I think that there, I know that like through some of the reading that I've done, I know that he's, um, there's this idea that he wants to use it as a bargaining chip pretty much to get other things, right? When it mm -hmm. comes to immigration reform or whatever it is, and he could do whatever the shitty, the administration do whatever shitty thing they want. Um, and that's, that's, which on another level itself is fucked up that you're using individuals as a bargaining chip um, for something, which is really messed up. But I think that it's just really pertinent as to why we have to actually get him out of office. And I'm not going to lie, I am not the biggest Joe Biden supporter, right? I was a big fan of Bernie Sanders. I am, you know, on, I'm, I consider myself a leftist. Um, but even I understand that, like, this is bigger than what my beliefs are right now. And that I understand that I, we need to get Trump out of office for the, even just for things like this, right? So they can't keep bringing this kind of shit back up. Right. I, and I, um, so I believe, and I put it in the outline, um, they described, um, Trump's attempt at getting rid of DACA as arbitrary and capricious. Mm. Um, so the, I, I think, I think that that's absolutely right. One of the, like, one of the things is that Roberts isn't against getting rid of DACA. He's against getting rid of DACA with a paragraph. He's against the Trump administration doing the bare minimum to actually do it. They need to have some sort of actual, um, actual stones to to do this, uh, to do this action. So, like, DACA is safe right now, yes, for the moment, but it is not safe overall. And and the the only real way to keep DACA safe. And to expand on this is to get rid of Trump in the White House. Uh, we we at this podcast as well. Not huge uh, Joe Biden fans. Yep. Um, we have you know done a lot of you know talked a lot of shit on Biden. Uh, Katrina was literally <laughs> Katrina was literally the person who brought up the busing thing before Kamala Harris did it in a debate. What, so what? fucking honestly, yes. Yes, honestly, I was. Uh, that is, I we when we watched that debate, I was like, holy. Fucking I was on shit. my fucking feet. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, holy shit. But but she better be our VP. That's. that's I I agree. That's that's who I am. But but truth of the matter is, like regardless, he needs to be defeated. I I Absolutely. call myself. I say my. I say that I am, uh, Biden twenty twenty, not Biden twenty twenty four. I am ready to get Biden in office so that we can get Trump out of office and then I can go for the person that I want in 2024. Like, I get it. Like, we're, I mean, I don't want to, but I have to because it's fucking important um, because we need to protect dreamers. We need to protect a lot of, firstly, women. We need to protect, we need to protect Ruth Bader yes. Ginsburg. This poor woman who has to, essentially be the iron man of the supreme court <laughs> like i don't know like did legit did they replace her heart with that core that tony stark uses <laughs> i am i am baffled that she is like i, I is a fucking 
like you see every news story and it's like she's fucking pumping it up in the gym <laughs> uh-oh she's going to the hospital she's back and she's eating the the souls of like she's fucking amazing uh this needs to end katrina go um what are we even <laughs> okay so uh one of the uh, articles i read that was dissecting this opinion is that there's literally a thing where you have to take into consideration the population that your policy is affecting. Um, so part of the reason this is overturned is because the Trump administration, like you don't have to, you don't have to side with them or give them anything, but you at least have to think about who your policy is going to affect. Uh-huh. The Trump administration literally didn't even do like a sentence worth of thinking about how this would affect the dreamers. No. And that is a reason this was no. overturned because they could not even be bothered. And, and I think that's just like, do you think it's a lack of care by the Trump administration? <laughs> I think so, but it's just like, <laughs> Oh my God. Not only are they heartless, horrible people, they're just so incompetent that they couldn't even do the bare minimum amount of work to get this through. And that's, that's just ridiculous. Um, and I think one thing that Jeff, pointed out that that reminded me they used the dreamers i believe to try to get border wall funding they did during the shutdown they're like oh we'll give you we'll give you some permanent legislation on the dreamers if you give us some money for that wall and the democrats held strong which is great but there were some points when the dems said they would give when when i believe there was a right right the shutdown the democrats did say they will give you some funding on the wall if you solidify stuff with dreamers and he said no I think I think there was some move. I don't. Re- I, this was like two years ago now, which is insane. Oh uh, no! Sorry, it was seven hundred years ago. <laughs> we've been living in a. We've been living in the longest hellscape that I've ever yeah. that I've ever been a part of. The last and three this- months, ooh, so long. <laughs> it is. It is honestly. I feel like I am seven thousand years old. I have aged me considerably. I've been finding white hairs in my beard constantly. Dude, now. dude my beard has gotten grayer. I'm like I'm fucking getting a Morgan Freeman level and it's really fucking with me. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've definitely aged at least three or four years in the last three months. Three so. or four? Three months though. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, um so I I think I'm getting Gandalf the Grey up in here. Are good. I think we have to be grateful for the fact that they're so goddamn incompetent. Um, it's just it's just another thing when you when you make that debate in your mind, you're like, oh, is it better to have this complete fool in charge right now or to have a smart, heartless person in charge? Right. So it, it, this is one of those things that makes you go, okay, I guess it's a little better to have an incompetent buffoon. Yeah. This this gets to the this gets to the question of like, is it better to have this or Ted Cruz? Right. Because Cause Ted Cruz Ted would Cruz have ended a, DACA his first fucking month and it would have been solid. And it would have been fucking solid because he's not just a monster. He's a smart monster. Yeah. But yeah. he's also, luckily, we've now found out a sycophant fucking bootlicker. To- like bootlicker. He's a toady. He's like, oh, go ahead and make fun of my wife and conf- and, and, and accuse my father of murdering John F. Kennedy. I, I will I, still, I'll phone bank for you because I'll I'm. Also, I'll also say. He likes incest porn too, as well. We can't forget that. And well, hang on, he that shit on Twitter. <laughs> he's like, look, he's living out loud, and then he lived out loud too hard and went, "Oh no, it was an intern. We fired them." Like, no, it was you, Ted. And kudos to Ted because you know what? He, he, the the porn star he liked looks a lot like Heidi. 
Like, that's what he did. He's like, I watch porn, but, like, only porn of you, babe. <laughs> like, that's what... <laughs> Don't worry, it's fine. It's fine, I watch it. It's just you. I just imagine it's you. I, c- I keep calling her Heidi. Anyway, um, I-, I do think I do think that, like, one of the... Like, the, the biggest thing is, like, the Daka victory is a little bit less for me than the the... Um, title the title seven victory right. right where you're like the title seven victory literally seems like it's codified in law yes, right like yes. they are yeah. literally saying if this is you cannot discriminate against these people or they have the ability to sue you for it yeah i mean yeah. literally what that ruling meant was that when a law says you can't discriminate based on sex that includes lgbt yeah. oh my god i feel like i keep screwing that up <laughs> lgbt community that applies. Whenever it says you can't discriminate based on sex, that means right. lesbian, in fact, gay, trans, in fa- in every fact, single definition of, of sexuality. Non-binary gender. fucking yes. And in, in fact, they they actually there was a there was supposed to be a tra- uh, a ruling on trans rights later that day that they literally just put into that one. Yes. They were like, oh, we yeah. don't have to rule on that because we already fucking did. Yes. It's like that's what it is. Like that's mm-hmm. great. That's that's great. The one with DACA was literally like, you guys have to try harder mm-hmm. to like fuck over people. Yeah, that wasn't any sort of ruling affecting the outcome of immigrants or law. It was literally do the work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, we do, were... do the work so we can get rid of this shit. Could yeah. you guys could you guys just do the bare minimum if you're trying to kick people out of the country? Could you just do the bare minimum? <laughs> Just, just try and be like, be evil, but just be a little bit smarter about it. Don't yeah. be dumb evil. Be like, competent evil, you goddamn morons. And and yes, again, thankfully we have an administration that literally hires a bunch of people that are not qualified for their positions, right. uh, have no idea how to run government, and then they're like. Ugh. I guess this is how we fuck over people of color. This is how we fuck over dreamers. I guess that's it. And the Supreme Court's like, no, you have to do it this way. I will say, though, about this, right, like, that I am glad that Trump is incompetent. Yeah. But I don't think that we can actually lose the the idea of, or the vision or whatever the hell you want to call it, that... Literally, the whole entire administration and everybody that he has put into office or in in certain seats is fucking corrupt. There's actually a really, really, really good American Prospect article that pretty much maps out all of the the corruption from, like, you know, him putting people that are, like, have ties to oil and gas lobbies and certain things. So, yes, I I agree in the fact of that he – I'm glad that he's incompetent – but I think the broader understanding is even with that incompetence, the damage that has been done to the institutions because mm-hmm. of the amount of people that he has placed in them, right, in those positions that are just fucking corrupt, like they're horrible, yeah. right, is a huge issue. Yeah. Um, so. And I mean, his incompetence, it's good in this scenario, but obviously it's not good for the coronavirus situation. No, it's like, not good for yeah. the coronavirus situation. It's not good it's not good for an understaffed and fucking confused state department that doesn't have an actual idea of what our fucking goals as a, as a country are anymore. Like they don't have it. Like we, uh, firstly let's, we 
Rex Tillerson was the Secretary of State, guys. That's fucking <laughs> stupid. That is so stupid. But even Rex Tillerson was like, this guy's fucking bananas. Like, there's no, there's literally nothing in here, uh, nothing in any of his appointments uh, that show that he has any fucking wherewithal to at least understand, I don't know what I'm doing. I should get people around me who know what they're doing. Like, he gets people who are just sycophants, yep. and they eventually go, fuck this guy. Like, it is bananas. It is fucking bananas. And we're going to get to one of the sycophants in, like, a second. <laughs> yep. <laughs> are, there, are there any closing thoughts on this before we get to one of the people who decided to turn against Trump, uh, not because uh, of principle, but because he could make money. <laughs> I I do want to say one thing. Good. Fuck Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, seriously. Um, fuck fuck, Brett fuck Kavanaugh. Alito, too, as well. And this yes. goes back to the, the LGBT, like, Title VII ruling. Those motherfuckers wrote 140 pages of dissent about it. 140! Yeah. Like, I just... Like, uh, you, were, you, were, you were trying that fucking hard, right? Like, this is something that we should have. We should have protection for LGBTQI people, right? Like, we should, we should, like, we need those protections for them as a marginalized uh, 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 people. And these motherfuckers, they're just so, they're just really fucked up that they had to write 140 fucking pages of dissent about yeah. it. Well, it shouldn't have even been like it shouldn't have even been that big like it it shouldn't have even been that big of a fucking issue. No. No. They wrote a they wrote like a small novel about how they believe that it's okay to discriminate against these people. Like that yeah. is that is what the that's what the, this comes down to. They wrote like a a mini novel on the idea that maybe we should be able to fire people because of who they love uh, because of something that is against their, like they don't have the ability to choose this. So they're expendable in, in, in this situation. It is absolutely bananas. Fuck Brett Kavanaugh. Fuck Alito. Fuck Clarence Thomas. I, yeah. I can't, by the way, the fact that Clarence Thomas hasn't been removed from the court, at this point is fucking incredible. Um, but they are all horrible, horrible, horrible people. And um, I hope that history isn't kind to them though. I fear based on how we've done history thus far, yeah. I am 100% wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, let's move on to the John Bolton book. John Bolton, who is, I guess, the the, the warmonger with the weirdest mustache, uh, has written an explosive new book um, about the Trump administration. Now, before we all go cheering John Bolton for shining a light on the worst administration uh, in modern history, let's remember that there was an impeachment process and John Bolton could have came before the House or the Senate to tell anybody fucking anything and chose not to. Why? Because he sucks. So let's all remember before we love John Bolton and welcome him into the revolution and the resistance that he still sucks and still fuck you, John Bolton. But <laughs> he did 
put out this book. Now, not without the... <laughs> Not without the pushback from the Trump administration. The Trump administration tried to block the book. They also tried to come at him for criminal charges. Um, so that's pretty great. But we're not able to. And Yeah, they tried to block the book from, from being published or yeah. sold due to uh, national security reasons. By the way, numerous details of the book have are, had already been yeah. given out. Yeah, so I think the... the, the important thing to point out is that they they didn't want him to release the book because they're saying there are national security factors he's he's telling state secrets and then they're also saying this book is just all lies so right which one is true it's lies and also i don't want you to know about what's happening in the in in my department also it's lies <laughs> um so some of the things in the book well just to be clear yeah, they yeah. lost Oh yeah, the, oh the, the, sorry, my the, apologies. The judge uh, said they could not block the book right, today. Right, <laughs> partially because a bunch of shit from the book is already out. <laughs> like <laughs> that's it's like you're trying to block one fish, two fish. We've read it already. Like you can't. <laughs> um, uh, some things that came out, we're gonna talk about them. But I'm just gonna kind of go off a little bit and name some of the things that came out. Um, Firstly, Bolton said that the House should have broadened their impeachment inquiry because Trump also sought election help from um, Chinese dictator Xi. Um, he also told Xi that he approves of the concentration camp he has for Uyghurs. Um, he, even though uh, we have, uh, I believe he signed legislation that punishes China financially for for these concentration camps. Um, he did tell the president or dictator of China, these are cool, man. You should get more. Um, he wanted very, very much to send a Rocket Man album <laughs> to Kim Jong-un. <laughs> uh, he didn't know that Finland was not part of Russia. And he didn't know that the UK was a nuclear power. Katrina. I have a quick question. Um, based on this, are we in competent hands right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I think we all knew that though. Yes. Um, do you, so, so my real question is, do you think that there's anything that's like from this book that we didn't already know or is pertinent to us? I mean, I think the thing about the Uyghurs is, um, I, I didn't know that. I didn't right. know we had a president who approves of concentration camps, but I'm not surprised by it. No. Uh, I just didn't know. Um, so I, I do think that's a good detail. Uh, it's always good to know more things that he is unaware of, um, like Sweden. Finland, you mean? <laughs> Finland, sorry. Yeah. Um, the UK not being a nuclear power. I mean... That's that's the one that's like bananas to me. They're our closest ally. How does he not know? Like, I just, that part's like fucking bonkers. How does he not know that? That I seems mean, pretty. I love the Rocket Man thing. That's my favorite, I think. I think that just showcases that's the best one. how petty he is yeah. as a person. Yeah. He's like, get him, get him, the, get him the album. Send him the I, album. I read, I read um, a story about that. Sort of related that there was somebody who once criticized his hands, and this was pre 
I believe, presidential run where we all started criticizing his hands. Oh, do you mean, is it, I, I'm just, sorry, I'm going to cut you off real quick. Is it pre-national debate where he told a national audience, don't worry about his hands, his penis size is fine? Yeah, I think it was pre that. Jesus. He Christ. literally <laughs> sends this person pictures of his hands on a regular basis. Like anytime they're in like a magazine or a newspaper article, he will like cut out pictures of his hands and mail them to this person. Like, he's just a weird, petty person who thinks he's hilarious. So this Rocket Man thing, very, very much in in his personality. On brand. Jeff, yeah. was there anything in this that you didn't know or were surprised by? And what do you think the takeaway of this is? Uh... Well, the first thing is, is I just want to get off this fucking wild ride. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. be on it anymore. I yeah. just, I just, I just don't want to be on it anymore. Um, <laughs> I think, I think I'm like, and this is, this is, the, this is, I think part of the problem is, is that, you know, I'm not, not surprised. Right. And I don't think anybody that actually is kind of following this stuff and following the administration and kind of up to snuff on politics is surprised by any of this stuff. Right. And I know that with, I know, like, a lot of the other stuff is more petty, right, with the Rocketman album and the fact that he didn't know, what, that Finland wasn't a part of Russia, which is like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Which is just another reason when people sit there and they say, well, he's smart. He's a smart guy. He's 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 more intelligent than you. No, he's a fucking moron. Right. He's a like, moron. Like he they they say he's more intelligent than you because he's made more money than you. That's that's literally yeah. what the what the claim is. It's it's he's so smart because he's been able to make so much money and make a great living, and he is a whatever billionaire, quote unquote. But truly, one, he had a big fucking head start. And two, he's not smarter than you. Like, I want everybody listening to this podcast right now to know, from the bottom of my heart, I have no idea what your education ba- educational background is. I don't know where you're from. I don't know what's going on with you in your life specifically. But I know for a fact that you are smarter than the current president of the United States. That's just true. That's just true. You are smarter than him. You know that Finland isn't part of Russia because it's Finland. <laughs> like, like, yeah. what, where, what, where are we? <laughs> what is going on? I think that I, I just want to get off the ride. That's all I want. Like, I've been on it for over four, almost four years now. My stomach's upset. I just want to get off. Um, but I I think for me, like one of the big things is, is that with the uh, the, the Uyghurs, right, that, those camps, yeah. I'm not surprised, right, because of the way about that he deals with ICE detention camps. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Right? Yes. Like I'm not surprised about it. And I think the biggest takeaway, and it's just the solidifying factor of this, right? And I know, look, if you're a conservative or if you're a Trump supporter and you're listening, uh, you know, you may not agree with me. Welcome really to your first episode. Yeah. You can see yourself out. That's okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't, I don't care. Like, yeah, see ya. Right. The thing is, is, is that this is just a solidifying factor among many other things that have gone on that you can see the way that he's treated protesters, the way that he's treated like Black Lives Matter um, protesters as well, the way that he sits there and is like, Antifa's terrible. Who wants to be Antifa, right? Um, or the fact of like him in the detention centers or 
like uh, on the border with ICE. He's an authoritarian neo-fascist, like straight up, mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. And like, we need like people need to hear that, and they need to accept that, and that's why like he's incompetent as hell, right? Which I'm really happy about. Um, but he's still fucking dangerous because of that. Right. And I, I think that this is another factor that solidifies that. I agree. I think that I think that one thing that is that has been very, very constant from his election um going forward, uh, when he would go out of his way to do like firing Sally Yates and and trying to stuff all of the like, like allowing Ivanka to have like a uh, partial role in the White House, partial continuing to be a citizen slash business person who gets deals from other countries, putting Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, in charge of uh, Middle East peace, the economy, I the fucking the space, like everything, like he he has ever on every instance gone as an authoritarian route, and for some reason or another has not been called out on it. The media has called his actions weird. They've called them Trumpian. They've called Mm. them, you know, like CNN has started like legit just going, he's lying about this, but no one says what is true, which is he continues to act like an authoritarian dictator. And and I'll admit this. I, I think it's hard because he does, he is able to straddle the line of being an authoritarian like style uh, president while also being a feckless child. So it's hard to see those two things as like, how can he be both? But he is, he is an incompetent child, but he also is following the fucking playbook of every authoritarian, including calling the, media the enemy of the people uh, like going out of his way to attack dissent like dissent um attacking protesters literally his rally in Tulsa he said that protesters should be aware like in a tweet before he got like that is 100% I think he put that one on Facebook cuz Twitter will mark Twitter it. Pro- oh, you're right Twitter probably flagged it but I br- I believe he did put it on Twitter as well like he 100% acts as though he is an authoritarian. He re- he reveres quote strongmen unquote without under- without either a the understanding of what strongman means or b th- just the disregard of what strongman means because he wants that to be him. Like that is what is going on with this president. And the fact that the media doesn't say out loud this guy is acting in as though he is an authoritarian dictator is fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. And I, th- I think, I think with the media thing, right. That, um, I think it's, it's partially why, in my opinion, that it's important to actually look at more independent media sources now in the sense of like, not, not on the political spectrum or anything along those lines, but individuals that are actually, uh, like podcasting or YouTube or that write for different articles, like instead of the major media conglomerates, um, because I feel like they are more likely to call that out in that sense, um, uh, which helps, right? But it's almost it's almost like terrain um, 
and Katrina, like, I feel like part of the issue with the way that the media kind of, is that he does so much dumb shit all the fucking time, right, that they cannot focus and they just kind of jump from one thing to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other. And it's like, let's take it for as its whole of what the administration actually is and attack it that way. But I just, I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of, uh, uh, that it's it's so hard sometimes to pin down that kind of stuff. Which which again, and I, I'm, I'm, you're absolutely right. He does do a billion things at one time. That's a tactic. It's called flood mm-hmm. the zone. He literally throws everything in the kitchen sink at you, so that you have no fucking idea where to start. Like some of his actions, if they were done by a different president, Bar- president Barack Obama. George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, the some of the actions that he does would be front page news for weeks. There's there's one thing he's not incompetent about, and that is media, media strategy. Yeah. He like, fucking yeah. He yeah. he knows exactly when to make the corrupt moves. Like he waits until there's a big story go on going on. Like he waited to fire inspector generals. Uh, until coronavirus was the big story. Mm. He, they wait until Friday night to make a big move that's going to be bad. Including in firing this U.S. attorney. Yeah. Which exactly. we yeah. didn't, uh, because of when he did it, have the time to yeah. put it into this episode. So we have to put it in the next episode. Wasn't and by the, next week, some crazy other shit's going to happen. Wasn't did, a, Didn't he have his own version of like the Friday Night Massacre? He sure fucking did. Yeah, like... like bar, yeah. They just, they, they wait until Friday at midnight to make moves because the weekend news won't be as big as, as during the week. So that is something they, they really have mastered is a media strategy yeah. um, that he uses to, to hide his corruption and hide the, I, I think they want to be portrayed as incompetent buffoons to get away with the clear corruption that's yeah. going on in their yeah. administration. And, and in, and in yeah. some ways, like, like in the, in the administration, yes, he is a corrupt buffoon. Uh, like, he's 100% a buffoon. He's yes. dumb. He has no idea what's going on. He is fucking bananas. But you are absolutely right. Media strategy, he figures out. Because he's a goddamn fucking game show host. Like, we need to all realize this motherfucker made like yes he made a bunch of money on real estate because new york real estate does well like that yes way to go by the way he got a bunch of fucking money from his family whatever but this motherfucker made his fame from being a goddamn game show host he knows what america's looking for he knows the stuff that we're fucking just holding on to and like hoping ooh this will be fun this is this is a fun scene that we're now watching like he knows this i mean his presidential run we're dumb enough to fall for it his presidential run was never meant to be a fucking serious run for the presidency he wanted to make his own tv network he wanted he had he had trump tv literally waiting for when he lost he had it he had it ready just like Fucking Hillary Clinton had all those fireworks ready and that fucking parade. <laughs> hey, Hillary, what the fuck, man? Get your shit together. Ugh, just Don't beat even... him four years ago and I don't have to have this goddamn podcast anymore. <laughs> listen, listen. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, I mean, I could go off about that one a little bit and stuff like that. They were so. Know, I think, they yeah. were. They were so overconfident because they're like, we're facing the dumbest guy on the planet. And he is dumb. He really is. He may be one of the dumbest people, but... They forgot how much America hates women. They forgot how much America hates women. They forgot how much America loves this brash, dumbass attitude that he has. They forgot how easy it is to turn out people when you turn them against other people. Mm Mm-hmm. It is, and it, it's it's more so. This I think it's this like Trump, and this is my worry, and not to get off topic a little bit, but this is my worry with the whole Joe Biden thing. Is I with Joe Biden running against them, I am afraid that Trump is going to be able to suppress the vote enough that he wins again, right? And because that's what he does well, and that's what Republicans do well is that they yeah. suppress votes, yeah. and then they have voter suppression, right? I will say with Hillary Clinton, and I think that this needs to be put in there in there too, is that we cannot look past the fact that with Hillary Clinton, like it's America, like America doesn't like women. America, you know, is like ass backwards on so many things. I think she literally ran a really bad campaign in certain parts of the country. That's fair. And I think that needs to be addressed because yeah. we need to actually have that conversation and steer into it so that we don't do it again. I agree. The only thing is, we can't visit yeah, anybody that's, now. That's the real. That's the real problem. She forgot that uh, fucking Wisconsin existed, and Joe Biden knows Wisconsin mm. exists and can't go there. <laughs> like I, I, I will say well, this. Yeah. I will say this. I think that one of the. I think that the major thing for uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign. Um, that that hindered her was that she was a national figure for fucking decades. And Uh-oh, a, Joe Biden. a a a but here's the thing: a woman national figure that was in politics for decades, and they're much easier to hate for some fucking reason. Uh, can't figure it out. Boobs. <laughs> That's what it is. It's the boobs. Um, but but I do think that I do think that right now, and though by the way, don't don't pull watch, don't fucking. Stop following uh, <laughs> Nate Silver's fucking daily updates about the state of the race. Don't do that. Just get yourself and all of your friends and everyone you know organized and ready to fucking go vote. That's literally a conversation you need to have with yourself. Yeah, yeah, I do it every fucking day. And <laughs> according, according to what I'm seeing, he is ahead of where she was at the time and i do think it's because i do think it's because partially people don't hate him as much because he's not a lady i i do think that's what it is because i, I would i wouldn't disagree with you i think that that's, that's they're, valid. they're both they're both center left you know old ass candidates that have been around forever the only like li- like the only real difference is you know one had to like one had to banish herself away <laughs> so that America forgot how much they hated her. And then when she came back, they were like, oh, fuck, we do hate her. We just can't remember exactly why. And the other one's like, I'm old and running against a bunch of awesome people. And they chose the they chose him. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I have, I have, I, I, I have a lot more thoughts on that. Uh, um, in general, I won't go into them all because I know that we only like, I don't know how long this usually goes on for. We're gonna, uh, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna go to our last topic, but I will yeah. have you, I will have you back to talk about those things because 
I would like to. I would like to have another. So there are sometimes we do have a conversation, like we have a a pod that's literally just on the Democratic Party and and shit going on in here. Because um, I, I like having co- to, uh, conversations in house about what we're doing and you know what's going on here, and I, I, I think that's important to to have and where we're all at. Um, to be like you know we aren't all for Biden, but we're for Biden right now. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll what give we you that. About it. I'll give you that good old leftist uh, uh, democratic socialist perspective. I mean, so. I love it. I one, I would, I would love it. I am, I am one who uh, didn't vote for Joe Biden in the primary. I voted for all of Bernie's delegates, but I didn't vote for Bernie either. Um, mm. I, I mean, you know, I. I don't, you know, I, I don't want Joe Biden to be the nominee, but Joe Biden's the nominee, and that's who I fucking have to roll with now. We gotta roll with it, you're right. <laughs> we gotta fucking roll with it, so. So let's move on to the last topic. We are going to um, get uh, to, we're going to talk about the protests. Uh, I would like to hear your specific um, uh, experience with the protests in Philadelphia and how they yeah. are. But yeah. before we do that, I do want to ask you, did you learn about Juneteenth in school? Nope, um, I did not. Um, and I think that is, I think, becoming, especially because of what I've been seeing on social media, talking to my friends, um, I think it's becoming more evident that not a lot of people did. No. Um, but not even just Juneteenth I didn't learn about. I didn't learn, like, anything about... Um, it, I, I learned... I, I've come to... I, come to a realization that like uh, that I like it's it's just a complete whitewash version of history that I learned that I need to unlearn myself right and I need to take that upon myself I can't actually um to make those changes and I think that like anybody listening to as well like take it upon yourself do the research on it um don't just run to your first black friend and say hey can you teach me everything about this mm-hmm. because it's not like don't do that Right? Take it upon yourself. Uh, read about it. Um, I never did. Honestly, I've lived around Philadelphia, too, terrain for my whole entire life. Um, I didn't even know until recently that Philadelphia bombed its own citizens. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I didn't know anything about that. Like, I didn't know anything about, like, Black Wall Street. I learned about, like, oh, well, like, you know, the poverty aspect. Or, like, I, le- I didn't learn about... Um, like, I didn't learn about W.E. Du Bois mm-hmm. at all. Like, I didn't learn about any black figure, like, any really prominent black figures in history besides, like, George Washington Carver and uh, a few others, and like Martin Luther King. But Martin Luther King was told to be, like, well, he's just completely nonviolent. And, like, you know, they, they kind of whitewashed even Martin Luther King in a lot of ways. I didn't learn anything about Malcolm X. Um, I didn't learn anything about Juneteenth. I didn't know anything about Tulsa. I didn't know anything. Like I said, I didn't know anything about Black Wall Street. Um, I didn't know anything. And then specifically, I, I didn't know anything that even happened in my own fucking city. Yeah, I, I think that, and I, and I really, I 100% appreciate you, um, you know, making that clear. Like I, I, I will say that, like, and I went to school in, um, like, uh, a white city. Oh. I, of white, yeah, white city. I, I, I've grown up around, I've grown up around white people my entire life. Um, this is how I sound. <laughs> um, but like, I, when I, like, when I, when I went to school, I, uh, went to high school in School County, Pennsylvania. Um, 
I didn't learn about Juneteenth either. I didn't, and and the and the the issue is, I also didn't talk to like me and my family didn't talk about like race issues. Like the conversation, I I had the I I when I say I had the conversation with my mom, my mom had the conversation with me right about like how I am supposed to behave if um I am approached by a police officer, right? Like I had that convo. I had the you know. If, you know, if law enforcement's talking to you, be as respectful as possible and don't don't make any sudden movements. Say yes, sir. Um, no, sir. That kind of thing. Um, but like I didn't I didn't get that learning. Like I, I, I'll say this. I, I think that it was it was like unless you went to unless you um, uh, were a in a uh black family that talked to each other about like like important things or B grew up in some, some place in Texas, you probably didn't learn about Juneteenth. Uh, if you, if you like, you know, you probably didn't learn about black wall street. You probably didn't learn about, um, what happened in Tulsa. You probably didn't learn about, um, all of the riots that white people, uh, fucking had to try to kill, uh, people of color. You probably didn't learn about that, and that's fucking crazy. Like uh, the 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 way we the way that our uh, educational system is one hundred percent whitewashed. And like it, what you learn, your Black History lesson is in February. You learn about George Washington Carver and about Martin Luther King. You're absolutely right. Like that's Frederick those, Douglass. Frederick Douglass. Well, Frederick Harriet Tubman. I learned yeah. like a little by, bit about. By the I didn't way. By the way, if you're the president, you're not sure if Frederick Douglass is alive or not. <laughs> you're not sure. Wait, 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 wait. Are you fucking serious? Frederick. Oh, my God. You got to look it up. The president was talking about Frederick Douglass as if he was still alive. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not kidding. Uh, when the podcast is over, go look it up. You will lose your mind laughing slash crying. <laughs> I fucking hate this timeline, dude. We're currently, I'm not sure if you watch Community, we're currently in the darkest timeline. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Um, uh, but no, that's, that's. I, I, I think that was an important thing, Katrina, I assume you didn't learn any of the... No. No. No, I think, I think our education on black Americans basically ended with Reconstruction, ah. uh, post-Civil War. That was... Like mm. where it stopped, and then we learned, you know, depression, World War Two, and then nothing after that. Mm -hmm. I think that is literally where my history education stopped, mm -hmm. uh, and none of from like nineteen seventy eighty five through, or I mean eighteen seventy to eighty five through uh, the nineteen fifties had nothing to do with Black Americans. No, so no. Because the, the, the only reason I know about Langston Hughes, uh, W. E. Du Bois. Um, those people is because of my English classes. Yeah. So that the like mm. we didn't talk about anything that was going on in those communities in our I, actual I, history or social we don't, sciences. We don't classes. learn about redlining. We don't nope. learn sorry, that was a <laughs> sorry, having a drink, sorry. <laughs> we don't learn about redlining. We don't learn about how um banks wouldn't give loans to people of color. Mm -hmm. We don't learn about white flight. We don't learn nope. about any of those race things, riots, race riots, like literally a podcast we listened to recently told that they would advertise lynchings in your local newspaper. Mm -hmm. We didn't learn about that. We on our 
I, I think we've told this in the podcast before, but on our honeymoon, we went to Washington, D.C., and we went to... Oh, wait, can I say real yeah, quick? Yeah, go ahead. When we, when we went to Washington, D.C., uh, my thing was, I, I said, um, you know, I, I want to... <laughs> and by we the way... We can't go to the Holocaust Museum. I said, we can't go to the Holocaust Museum because I want to have, like, I want to be... I want to have a happy, fun time. That was me. I want to have a happy, yeah. fun time at, like, during our honeymoon. honeymoon. Yeah. And then we went to the African American History Museum because my dumbass forgot how fucking horrible that would be. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, huh, this is not good. And, and a, a fun fact is that at that time, someone has been going around putting nooses up mm-hmm. throughout the African American History Museum. So Train actually was interviewed by a news station when we left. What the fuck? Fuck. Yeah, this was 2017, so just after Trump took office. Oh, wait, wait. So I was interviewed by a news station. I wasn't the one who was televised. But Katrina, <laughs> but Katrina, you know what I'm about to ask you. You were just slightly off camera. What were you doing? Listen, it was a really hot day. What were you doing? We just got out. I wanted a popsicle. What were you doing? I bought a popsicle. Uh-huh. From the, what kind of popsicle? From a street did you vendor. Buy? He, he had a Spongebob popsicle. <laughs> he had a Spongebob popsicle? She's yeah, just, it had like bubblegum eyes and like all this she's other She's just sh- eating a fucking, she's just eating a fucking. So, t- so this news reporter comes up to the terrain and starts interviewing him and I'm just sitting off camera eating my popsicle. <laughs> eating a motherfucking And then she Spongebob? asks me some questions. While your lips are blue from the Spongebob <laughs> I don't think I got put on the news, though. No, you didn't either. Can I just say, that was my favorite fucking day of all time. Oh, except we were, like, crying when we were in the African American History Museum. That was so... Wow. And and so... One more thing before we keep moving. That is... Honestly, that should be a mandatory trip. I do want to say one one more thing, too, as well. Yes, yes, of course. Um, I do do want to make the point... That I think that this is the apparatus of how like upholding white supremacy within our nation, oh, right? Yeah. Because we we teach and we whitewash history this much, where we don't actually, you know, you hold back all these facts and you hold back all of these events from people, and then individuals sit there and they think like, well, it's not that bad anymore, yeah. right? right? Like yeah. it's there's no big issue, and like I was um, just in some reading and stuff like that, like Ocean and Sweat, that I didn't know any, or Sweet, that I didn't know anything about him, right, where he was like a doctor, he was in Chicago, it was during the Great Migration, right, um, where a lot of uh, black individuals moved up north, and like he moved into a neighborhood that he wasn't supposed to be in, and they literally just, like white mobs just surrounded his his, um, his apartment, um, throwing rocks through the windows, um, they fired back, they defended themselves, and then they all got arrested, and, like, he ended up, you know, dying. He ended up committing suicide, right? Because, like, his daughter died of, um, I think it was typhoid or it was something, it was some disease, in jail, and, like, I didn't even know, like, I didn't know anything even about that. I didn't know anything about any, like, I didn't, I didn't learn anything about Reconstruction. I didn't learn anything about, like, the Great Migration. In all of the white backlash against black progress in America, yeah. I did not learn about. And it's just the systematic 
issue of upholding white supremacy. Yeah. And, it, and it's part of the part of the problem is our um, decentralized education system, because mm-hmm. you have southern states who literally I don't remember exactly which state it was. They literally banned slavery slave from the text from their textbooks they from were, their textbooks yeah. they yeah. wait seriously they were, slavery. They, they were called work i can't remember what worker but they were called something worker they weren't called slave like that is what happens when you allow a, a, a specific region to write the education that happens in that region yeah. like sorry no i hear a lot of things where people are like well you know alabama doesn't need to wor- learn the same thing that Ca- uh, california does honestly in some regards yes you fucking do you absolutely need to learn the same thing you don't get to whitewash what the fuck happened you mm-hmm. don't get to you just don't um, yeah, I'm, I, I, <laughs> so when you do this, you do have a culture of people that are super emotional about changing the names or removing the statues of leaders who fought to preserve slavery. Like, let me be clear. I think something important to mention is yeah. how I was taught that Thomas Jefferson had a loving relationship with, with Sally, Sally Hemings. No, you can't have yeah. a loving relationship right? with someone you have kidnapped right? and it's, forced into yeah. servitude. It took until yeah. I was in my 20s to realize, oh, she was constantly raped by this man. That's rape. Yes. Thomas Jefferson was a rapist. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure they taught that in our school, like in history class about Sally Hemings, yeah. but it was like taught like, oh, Sally Hemings was, they were having an affair. They were in love with each other. No, they <laughs> fucking were like, let me be clear. I was, I was born in Fort Hood, Texas. I was born. I was born in Fort Hood, Texas. I was born in a, um, in a military best base named for a Confederate general. I was born in a place that literally is named for someone who did their damnedest to make sure that I couldn't be me right now. That's what happened. And and one of the things that I, I think is very, very funny is he was very, very bad at being Confederate general and he lost a whole lot. Hmm. And part of me is like, oh, that's why they named it after him because he was fucking terrible. <laughs> Because because he was, like, essentially a Union general with the failures that he had as a yeah. Confederate general. But, like, that's crazy that people are like, that's fine. I don't see why a bunch of black kids shouldn't just be fine with the fact that that's what they're, uh, that's what's going on in, in their place of birth. Well, I mean, conservatives are all over, like, Twitter. Uh, I think Trump even said something like, you can't, you can't get rid of our history like like getting rid of these statues or the confederate flag is is destroying our history you guys know this is fucking... the history we're taught L- oh. like like let let's talk about this let's... fucking history we need to. here's what we i need here's to what i think it. here's what i think take it take it take the statue down put it in a fucking textbook exactly put exactly. it in a textbook put it yeah like how is let's let if we're gonna do this as history let's do it as history yeah Let's not. Build. I think. I think. I think that this is. Um, go ahead, Trey. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna complain then. Oh, like, okay. like let's. <laughs> I, I literally. I'm just like. Let's. Why are we? These are. Firstly, they were built as monuments to show the like unwelcomed 
uh, population. Like, that's what it was. It wasn't like, we're, we're, we're doing this for learning purposes. No, <laughs> fucking not. So, like, fucking knock that shit off. Go I ahead, think, I think, I think that, like, the way that I view this, right, is just that leftist people that are on, and just generally on the left, right, not even people is just as far left as I am, um, in this sense, we don't want to erase history. We want it accurately told. Right. Just be fucking honest with yourself and say that you don't want that to happen because you want to uphold this bullshit fucking standard and delusion that America didn't brutalize a huge portion of its population. Yeah. Like, I just, like, people, like, in it, it, um, not to be ranty, you know, Abby told me tonight, she goes, don't be as ranty, Jack. Come on, don't be ranty. Because <laughs> I have a tendency to do that. This show is um, all about rants. By, by the way, shout out to Abby. Fucking much love. But, but, beautiful lover. But Jeff, oh, yeah. but Jeff should be as ranty as he wants to. The thing is, it's like, and I'm saying this because of living in South Philly and two fucking blocks away from my fucking house in my apartment right now. There are white nationalists that are standing outside of a Christopher Columbus monument that are saying well do you know what it's part of our history it's part of our italian heritage it's part of american history that motherfucker cut off people's hands for not collecting enough gold like like i'm sorry but like i'm not sorry that's that's my segue because i say i'm sorry all the time but like (laughs) (laughs) um it's 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 people want to people like these individuals, right? Conservatives and people that don't want these monuments taken down, they don't want them put. They they're they use this straw man of you just want this removed from history, and it's really that they just don't want the accurate history told about them. Uh-huh. They want to live in a delusion about it. Yeah, I, I think that that's I think that that's one hundred percent accurate. I think that it's it's less about protecting history and more about protecting what they see as the American moral authority, right? Like it's, we, we as a, as America seem to believe that we have this, uh, we are the chosen nation, right? We are the ones that get to dictate how other nations behave. We, and we, and we do that because we have been, morally wonderful for our entire history and that small blip when we weren't we fixed it immediately we went you know what we had a civil war we found out that we're not allowing this kind of thing to happen and that's it done it's over with but we completely ignore and forget every single thing further we forget everything we forget the the not allowing um, people of color to own homes. We forget when they do own a home, we run them out of their town. We forget that we don't like, we forget everything, right? And then when we we're like, we, if we, how we can, how can we forget this uh, systematically? I know we'll teach it. We'll teach it in a way that just keeps what we want in there. And we'll throw in what sort of happened, but for the most part, America's the good guy. I was in a college class with someone who refused to believe that there was any 
possibility that America wasn't the greatest planet, sorry, the greatest country on the planet. The greatest planet. America's the best planet, guys. <laughs> but, but, I mean, but, I wouldn't be shocked if some random person was like, <laughs> yeah, man, America's the best fucking planet like, on the fucking Earth. Like, they just, they refuse to, they refuse to hear any sort of, so, so whenever any, like, good thing happened for America, they would say, well, I guess America's not the greatest country on Earth, in a, in like a fucking dumb way, where it's like, no, like you, you, you take one piece of news and take that as your, this is what America is. And that's not true. America is incredibly broad, incredibly broad. And this is just another portion that you have left entirely out of your education. And that's bad for you. <laughs> And I think, I think like, and just, just a little small point, like, I think that we, as a country, we have to come to terms with the fact that America's history is rooted in colonialism, it's rooted in imperialism, it's rooted in the, um, the exploitation of slave labor, uh, slave labor, um, it's, it's rooted in all of these, like, really terrible things. Yeah. And we have to actually have that conversation about it. We need to, like, you, it, it reminds me of, like, a kid that's, like, I'm afraid of, like, what's under my bed. So I'm going to pull the fucking covers over my head and pretend it doesn't exist. I, I, I think that that's a great, I think that that's, I think that's an amazing um, analogy. I want to do one myself. I think yeah. it's, I think it's an, in my opinion, it's analogy. It's, it, it, it's analogous with, um, my dad can beat up your dad. It is. My dad is oh, the best. Dad. My dad is a superhero. My dad is amazing. And you don't think about that specific person and their actions. You just see them in this, in this light of their, you know, the best person the best person that I know because they're my dad. Mm -hmm. And it is when you, when you peel back that, when you peel back that veil, when you take off those rose colored sun, those rose colored glasses, they're not that person. America is not that person. And that's, that's something that people need to fucking come to grips with. Like, sorry, they're not America. The American experiment the the uh, the America that you believe that you know isn't the actual America for everybody, and that's important for you to understand and look into. Katrina, do you have any thoughts before we keep moving? No, I just completely agree with that. All right, uh, let's keep moving. Um, uh, we're gonna move on to a couple of. Um, specific things that, that need to be discussed. Rayshard Brooks, um, a uh, person from um, Georgia. Um, there's an incident. He was sleeping in a drive-thru. Um, he, the police were called because he was sleeping in that drive-thru. Um, he, uh, during the time of the incident with the police, um, obtained a cop's taser and ran um, discharged the taser twice at that point couldn't have possibly been a threat because the taser had been discharged twice um, still shot and killed uh, can I can I just ask 
the 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 national attention is on this specific moment mm-hmm. for this specific reason. Why are the police still doing shit like this? And and I'm I'm leaving. I, and I know that we're going to talk about it later because the police have been absolutely horrible to protesters. But the reason why they are protesting, the police are still doing the shit. Yeah. So Katrina, I'm going to start with you. What the fuck? I think that any rational person would have, like, if the police were rational, they would have saw what was happening and thought, okay, we need to tone it down. Yeah. <laughs> Even if they're not good people, whatever, they, they would think, let's tone it down yeah. so this dies down. Instead, the response from the police across the entire fucking country has been, let's escalate this let's as, as much as up. possible. Let's turn this up to 11. Yes what the fuck like that's it is it is absolutely baffling that this is still this is still something that is coming from the police jeff what do you got uh it's a systemic problem with the police and i'm not shocked about it right um i think that we've seen it all over the nation when it comes to protests and uh the way that they treat um black individuals the way that they treat um, protesters, um, it's systemic, right? And I think that, like, that's where we need to to go. Uh, we need to have that conversation about it being systemic. It's not just about individuals, right? It's about a systemic issue with the police force. Um, and um, I think when it comes to uh, Rayshard uh, uh, Brooks, I just the biggest thing to me is is that. Why, why did they just not call him a cab or an Uber yeah. or take him home? You know what I mean? Like, right. why are you, like, just deal with it in the morning, right? Deal with it. Like, we've all, I mean, we're all drinking right now, right? Like, you, we understand, like, when people are drinking, they're not in the right mind all the time. Right. Because of, you know, and it's just, just, just call a cab for him. Get him home. Get him home safe. And and I wanna I wanna make sure that like this is this is this is another situation where the police have some sort of jurisdiction here where maybe they they shouldn't. We're gonna get to this a little bit later about what um you know in in terms of defunding the police, which is mm-hmm. a movement that's that's gaining steam. Uh, like part of it is. What should they be called for? And what should we have someone else around for? Like, I don't think this is necessary, necessarily a police issue. Yes, he fell asleep behind the wheel in a drive-thru while drunk. Fine. Fine. Firstly, I'd like to... I'm just fucking happy that he fell asleep behind the wheel in a drive-thru and wasn't, you know, like... This is this is bananas to me that that this is something that the police come and deal with and use the force that they use when they have shown time and time again they don't have the ability they don't seem to have the de-escalation expertise to get a situation to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. I Look, I understand that I I do believe it's a police issue if someone's committing a DUI. I I think, you know, he was under the influence, he was driving a vehicle, that's bad. 
But I think what this situation clearly shows is that the police are completely unequipped to deal with anything involving de-escalation or people who aren't in their right state of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, he had no ability to cause them harm. No. He had no ability to threaten anyone's life. He was running away. This is not the first black man that's been killed while running away. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Police are cowards, and when they can't handle a fucking situation, they shoot a man in the back. Yeah. And that's been shown over and over again. Like, I think what this situation really highlights is the inability of police um, to recognize what's lethal threat and what's not lethal threat. Non-compliance is not lethal threat. No. Non-compliance does not categorize someone for death. Non-compliance doesn't equal a death sentence. And that that's what this situation really means to me. I mean, you should be able to recognize that even if he just had a taser, even if the taser was still operational at this point, this man is not uh, deserving of death at this point. Which You use this taser on anybody who's not complying you. with you. You, you so, Exactly. You've used the taser. Yeah. You have the taser because it is what you call non-lethal force. You have used the taser. So, let's be clear. If they have the taser, they don't have a lethal weapon against you. Because Well, yeah. Because because you use the because you use this taser. It is it is something that uh, Katrina has pointed out to me that someone literally was charged um because some because a an officer threw tear gas at them and they threw the tear gas back. They were charged with um assault with a deadly weapon? Yeah. That implies that the tear gas, which I agree might be a deadly weapon, is a deadly weapon. Well, the police use that on citizens. So, and they say they do it in a non-lethal way. That doesn't compute, right? Right. That doesn't compute. Well, and they've been hiding, like, I, I reading up on the story and stuff, they've been hiding behind the shield of, um, well, Georgia law says that tasers are a deadly weapon now. Um, so the cops are fucking at them. So the cops are using them as non-lethal weapons, Ex- but they are lethal but, weapons. Exactly, right? And I think, I think that, like, well, I mean, we'll get into this a little bit later, obviously, but um, uh, when... It, like I would, I would take a, a step further and say that, like, because of everything that's like also coming out, where people like want to, like, it, with black individuals, they want to dig up like whatever fucking yeah. dirt yep. they have. On, yeah. Right. And I'm just gonna sit there and say it doesn't matter what people did. People don't deserve to be fucking shot in the back. I agree. I would also like to point out that like, even if you have exactly, even if you have done something wrong. That is not necessarily a fucking death sentence. And regardless of- We don't need to talk about how Trayvon Martin smoked weed one time. No. So it's okay that he was murdered. We don't need to talk- Yes, we don't But we do. We do every time. We do every single time. We look into their history. And in fact, sometimes you can get people like Candace Owens. Uh Uh-huh. A complicit- A complicit- member of the black community because she will decide let's look up what George, what George Floyd's history is. It is not important. It doesn't matter. It is not a death sentence that is carried out. Firstly, 
no death sentence should be carried out. But let's be clear, you don't do it in the arresting process. So this nonsense needs to stop happening. There needs to be a, a part of this movement needs to be people stop fucking looking into the who cares about the history it's of what just an excuse who it cares? literally doesn't matter it is just an excuse for them to feel good about it because mm-hmm. brianna taylor nothing you got nothing and, and we're gonna and we're those gonna people, get to brianna those taylor. people still don't care yeah. they don't care no the people who are saying oh don't use george floyd as your symbol because he's got this past are you out there marching for brianna taylor they don't no, give a shit about you're Brianna not. Taylor. They don't Is Candace her. Owens marching for Brianna Taylor? No, no she's okay. not. So shut the fuck it, up. It's it's a it's a it is a way to sit there and and you can it, I mean it's it's like I mean I want to say almost full mask off in the sense right not even dog whistling anymore. Right. Uh, uh, criminal has become synonymous with blackness. Yeah. In this culture. Yeah. Right, and I think that like it, what they what these cons- what conservatives do in people on the right is they say, well, he, you know, this per- they're a criminal. They they did bad things in the past. So you know, like, are you really gonna hold them up as a martyr? Are you really gonna march over them? Right, and it puts the onus on the fact of that the individual instead of the police officer who has the monopoly of force needs to do everything right. And I don't know who has been in the situation about this, right? Or like if any of you have been in the situation, um, uh, it's hard. Like it's, it is a hard situation. Like when you know that somebody has like an actual monopoly of force over you, right? I understand why people act the way that they act. Yeah. And that doesn't make it, it still doesn't make it right that they, like, that they're just fucking murdering people. Right. Because and like yeah. Here's here's the issue. Here's the 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 biggest issue that I have specifically. Um I I understand there are people who are like the police are humans too, right? The police are just human beings trying to do their best. Fine. That's fine. But when you give a human being a deadly weapon, and say they get to lord that deadly weapon over other people. And they have immunity. And they have qualified immunity, which, holy fuck, get rid of that immediately. When they have this, that kind of absolves them from a lot of the responsibility of their actions. Mm-hmm. So, if they if they have this, this internal bias that they have, which a lot of people have this internal bias because whenever people you know talk about this they're like well let's bring up the black crime rate or whatever black Jesus on black Christ, crime yeah. black, black on black, black crime, crime. The, the let's 13, talk about that 13 1360 bullshit yeah, the, like... yeah the, so the, the they will they will whatever put they will put a a criminal cloud over blackness immediately blackness is a threat so now you have someone who has the ability to discharge a weapon at another person who thinks, and that person thinks that blackness is a threat. Well, if they encounter blackness, which they usually do because black areas or uh, areas of color are over-policed, because why the fuck not? Um, when they're over-policed, they encounter blackness and they're immediately fearing for their life. So 
when a black person follows their command to give them identification and they reach for their wallet, what are they reaching for? We don't know. We're very scared. We have to fire our gun. That's, that is, that is the system that, that is put forth, right? That is the, the system that is put forth. And, and yes, I understand that not every, uh, not every, um, encounter ends in the death of a black person or a person of color, but oh my goodness, the proportion of which it happens is overwhelmingly larger than any other thing. So, so there's no, like, there's no argument that this is a problem. There shouldn't be. Overwhelmingly, people of color have to deal with this and have to legitimately go, huh, fuck. Well, I don't really have any sort of, I don't have any good options in here. <laughs> like, that happens all too often. It happens all too often, and 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 there's data that shows that it's disproportional, and and people still want to deny yeah. it, but they can't. There is data that backs it up. Facts over feelings, train. <laughs> I feel like America's great, and they don't do this, so I'm pretty sure they don't. <laughs> um, let's quickly and. I say quickly, um, but like legit, let's move on to Brianna Taylor. Um, well, let's just mention that the, the officer, officer was, uh, charged with 11 counts, including felony murder for Rayshard Brooks. Um, yes. The officer's yeah. name, Garrett Rolf. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I think he, that the Atlanta police chief resigned over this yes, incident. Yes. Yes. Um, but yes, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I and wanted... they did, they did levy heavy charges at this officer mm -hmm. and they also um uh put charges on another officer at the scene at the scene um so three charges i believe went to that officer uh so that is that is also important um we will be following that uh but i i want to move on to brianna taylor yeah. this yeah. this kills me like i really hate talking about this because like this is the this is the epitome of or as katrina would say the shut epitome, up. <laughs> the ep epitome. epitome. <laughs> shut up <laughs> uh but like this is this is peak for me yeah. like i i am so scared that this is going to get lost in all that is going on right now. I mean, we have we have all sorts of people speaking out. We have Dave Chappelle doing his fucking 846 special mm -hmm. and not mentioning one trans person, not one woman, not one anyone other than black men, which I understand and I think that his uh his special was good, but it doesn't he just continues to not believe that other people exist and that bothers me. But uh, Brianna Taylor fucking died sleeping in her home. She died because there was a no-knock raid on her home, which was, oopsie-daisy, the wrong address. And her boyfriend got up to defend the home. And he is now being charged. No, no, the charges were dropped. The, oh, when After did that the, happen? They were. 
When it did was, that happen? Because like I missed that. Over I, a week ago, I think. My apologies. Yeah. My apologies. I fucking missed that. Um, the charges were dropped. All right. Cool. That's awesome. Let's charge her murderers now. Yeah. Okay. Let's charge her fucking killers. Uh, one officer. Um, officer. Can't remember the name. Uh, dipshit McJones is what I'm going to call him. Uh, one officer was fired. Brett. Uh, Brett. Hankinson. Was he fired? That's it. Sorry, he's to be fired. Yeah, yeah. He's he's under review for He's firing. under review to be fired. He's to be fired. Okay. In every yeah. in every article I've read, he is to be fired. Um to, to be clear, this yeah. took place in March. Yeah. This was March three 13th. months ago. Yeah, yeah. Three months ago. People have been in the streets for over two weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. And the most we can get from the Louisville fucking police department is, well, we might fire him. We might fire one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. this is this is honestly like the hardest for me. I because I one I feel like Brianna Taylor might get lost in the in the in in all that's going on, which everything that is going on to me is incredibly fucking important, right? Like I actually I. I hearken back to um, an episode we did with Jess, uh, Jess Britton, where I said something along the lines of, um, I care about this issue, but I don't want to make it seem like I'm selfish. And, like, it's not selfish to care about the lives of black and brown people, right? But I did because I am a black or brown person that I'm like, I don't want it to seem like I'm just using my platform to protect me and people like me. Um, but holy shit. Like I am, I am heartbroken by what happened to Breonna Taylor. And I am so fucking annoyed that this has gone for so long. And her murderers have yet to be charged. How is this still going on? She was murdered in her home. She was murdered in her home and they put on the report that she incurred no injuries. That's what they did. Why the fuck is this still happening? This makes me lose my mind and cry. I don't understand this. I don't understand this. I don't get it. I feel so heartbroken that this isn't changing. That the best we can do, the best, the tops of what we can do is we maybe might fire Brett. What the fuck? Why is this still where we're at? Um, I'm going to open the floor because I'll cry because I'm about to cry. So I'm going to open the floor while I keep drinking and not cry. Anybody, anybody go. I just, I, I want to, I just want to say, Terrain, thank you um, for sharing your thoughts on it. I think um, it's important, um, like, you know, broad, like 
no matter how small right the podcast is or you know how large the podcast is or anything along those lines we're huge my man we're huge (laughs) sorry sorry. i'm like i'm like trying to joke but also crying i'm like we're so big man we're so big i i just want to say thank you for sharing your opinions on it too as well um allowing me on the podcast um as well having me on um I think for myself, there's like a lot, like there's quite a bit, I think that is going through my mind about a lot of this. And it's, um, one of the things is, is this like, first, where the fuck is the NRA protecting the, yeah. like her boyfriend with yeah. the ship, right? Thanks. Because like they entered in plain clothes. And he, he's like, I'm defending myself against the burglary. No knock, no knock didn't, did not um, acknowledge who they were. They just entered. Listen, listen to the boyfriend's 911 call. He called 911. They, they literally killed her and left. They never said who they were. They killed her and they left. He called 911 afterwards. Listen to his call. It is heartbreaking. <sighs> It's heartbreaking. He had no idea that these were police officers. No idea. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, this, this kind of leads into other things and stuff, but like, um, it's there. Sorry. Um, It, it's such a it's 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 such a fucking systemic problem with the police officers in this case, and it's like the fact that like you said the police report they didn't they didn't like report that they what that she was like hit or anything along those lines or whatnot and stuff, and it's part of that issue and like why is this going on so much? And you're asking you ask the question of like why is this going on? It's 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 a systemic issue with the police force. And like I, it, it it's going to keep continuing, right? Unless we fucking do something about it. And this is the time that we need to sit there and we need to say to ourselves and we need to say to the country and our leaders, right? And the Democratic Party, you know, enough is enough. It's not about the fucking fact of like we just want to do this, we want to do this, we want to do this. Um, we need like legitimate, bold, progressive, like strategy and implementation and policy about this stuff right yeah and i don't want people to be fucking afraid because it's like you're there it's it's another it's it is another fucking black person that was just murdered in like in straight up just murdered in fucking cold blood by the police force fucking they need to do something about it and we'll get into it a little bit later i know um, I want to say though, train too as well is is that being at protests, protests in Philadelphia, she's not forgotten. Um, I've seen so many people chanting her name. I've seen so many people saying Dominique Fells from Philly, right? George Floyd, obviously, Rashard Brooks, even people that are going back to things like like individuals like Tamir Rice and Philando Castile. Um, I. We the people have not forgotten about what happened, and 
the pressure I think that we are putting on and the solidarity and just the amazing grassroots um, organizing that's going on. Um, I just, I hope that it, it leads to more. Um, but my concern is that I think that what the Atlanta, like the police department um, in Louisville is going to do is they're going to try and ride this wave out. Yeah. And they're going to try and wait until it blows over. Um, because that motherfucker may be fired, but he's going to get a job in the next fucking district over. I can guarantee exactly. you. Exactly. I, I, one, I want to say thank you for letting me know. I, I, <laughs> to know that, to know that their names are not forgotten is incredibly important. And I, I, <laughs> for fuck's sake, if anyone forgets Breonna Taylor, I will take a two by four to their head to remind them this is something that will not go away and should not go away until her murderers are charged with the murder they committed because of incompetence. Literally, it's because of incompetence and because of the the system that they're in and they thought they could do it. I, d I think the one of the core points of all the issues that have been happening is that it should be harder for the state to murder someone than it is for a regular citizen. Yeah. There should be more mm. consequences when the state kills a person than when a regular citizen does. The when the opposite is occurring, it's not a democracy. When the state has the ability to murder someone and get away with it, that's not what a fucking democracy is. And I, I think that's at the core of a lot of what, what we're feeling. When the, these police officers can just kill an innocent woman in her sleep, and they're fine. There's no consequences. No. The, well, it's hang just... on. There is a consequence. One of them might get fined. Oh, wow. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Can I, can I, and I, I just, I want to, I want to push back a little bit on something too as well, because I think it's important, um, uh, and this is more the language point and, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter even if they are innocent. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's like it doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 That's what I said in the last one. Who can like, it doesn't matter. It does not matter whether or not they are innocent or Dylan Roof was guilty of murdering, murdering black people in a church after he prayed he, with them. He prayed with them. Yeah. And he was, he was not only protected, he was taken out to lunch. So fuck off. If you tell me that we have no ability to apprehend people that we whatever think may be possibly fucking guilty of crimes without killing them on the way. Fuck off. Fuck off forever. <sighs> Let's move on. We're going to move on to the last one because I'm legit going to cry and I'm not going to. I'm not. This is my podcast. I'm not crying on it. You can't make me. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's end on the um, the context of the movement to defund the police 
or abolish the police or whatever, you know, the, the specific language on what the proposals are rather than what the media wants to hype up. Can, can we start, since this is our last topic, I just want to hear Jeff's perspective on yes. this whole situation, what he's been doing out in Philadelphia protesting. Yes, actually, Let's yes. Let's start with that. I w- first, I would like to hear, Jeff, what is it like protesting in Philly? What is the climate like? What's going on there and what are the ideas? All right. So uh, with Philadelphia, um, there's a lot that's actually going on right now in the city um, itself. Um I think, I think it's, what, week four? This is week four of the protest. There was actually a protest earlier today that was about Dominique, Dominique Remy Fell, Breonna Taylor, um, other, uh, and, and some of, like, the women, right, that have died, like, the black women that have died yeah. uh, from police, uh, police brutality and just in general, right? Um, overall, the feeling that I have gotten from Philadelphia in the protests that I've been at are it's it's solidarity. I have never felt that like this way before in my life with these protests. And I think one of the big things that I want to say is is that we are not violent, right? We are not this is instigated by police. A lot of these things are instigated by police. Um, and I'll go into a little bit of like details and stuff like that, but there's such an amazing unity behind the protests in general. Like I've been to probably, I would say, what, like five of the big protests. So I've been at one that was at like the art museum. I was I was at one that was at the move bombing, which I want to say to everybody, look up the move bombing in Philadelphia. It's disgusting. It's fucking wretched what they did to the citizens of West Philadelphia. Um, the government. The government of West Philadelphia. But no, let's, and I, I want to just be clear, and I, I, I do apologize for, I, I know that it's going to be like, so, but literally, the first black mayor of Philadelphia bombed Philadelphians. First black mayor. Yes, yes. First black like, mayor blocks. bombed Philadelphians. Uh, yep. allowed, allowed for the fires to continue to suss out move, which, uh, yep. though creepy and weird, you, you don't do that. I mean, five children died. Yeah. Like 11 people, like five children, six, six adults died. Mm-hmm. They killed, they killed 11 people. Right. So I was at, I was at a uh, protest that marched down from, um, on Osage Avenue in 62nd, where the bombing took place down in Malcolm X Park. Um, amazing. So many people out on their porches, so many people in support of it, uh, like the movement, like everybody, like it was, it was, and, and I, I'm going to say this, right? One of the big things that I love about the, um, this may be seen as a weakness amongst the left, right? Um, by conservatives and by Republicans, um, but it's not right in the sense that we had people that were disabled. We had people that were, you know, um, we had black people, white people, um, indigenous, um, people of color. We had, there were so many different individuals that were there. There were a lot of individuals that were LGBTQ that were there too with us. Um, 
it's it's just amazing to see that and that unity and that solidarity yeah. um, uh, among it. Now, there, I the big thing is like I said before, like the police have been instigating a lot of things. Um, there are a lot of white nationalists now in the city that are like roaming around and defending statues of like Christopher Columbus. They were roaming around with Fishtown. They were roaming up and down Broad Street um, with baseball bats, eight, like literally like AR-15s, baseball bats, machetes. Cops didn't do anything, right? Didn't do anything about it. They were they were physically threatening prote- uh, BLM protesters. They were sitting there and getting in their faces. They have been, um, uh, you know, yelling like and just kind of like derogatory slurs, right? Racist slurs, things that are just like horrible, horrible shit, right? So I I, I want to say the last thing, right, in this with the Philly protests because I could go on for this for a while. It's a touchy subject, I think, for me in a little in a little bit. In, in a lot of ways. Um, but I was at one of the protests that was around 676, and Trina, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, Katrina, I don't know if you've seen it either. Any of the videos around it? Uh-huh. Um, uh, they, so we, we were around 676. We blocked the highway, right? Right. Everybody was there in their cars, and they were like saluting us. They were honking their horns. They were raising fists out their windows, right? And it was a really jovial atmosphere. Like people were really, 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 really excited. Um, I mean, we're standing for a good cause too, right? Um, and my buddy and I were there, and we're in. Um, we're not right in the direct line in the front. We're a little bit behind. And we see a stampede of people kind of coming back toward us during this protest. Um, and we're like, well, what the fuck's going on? Like, what happened, right? So we, we people start running by us, and then we start flooding back, right? And we start running back. Um, and there's a little embankment that we kind of start running up. Um, uh, well, it turns out that police just literally fired a tear gas canister at some dude's head. Jesus. Yeah. Um, they were firing rubber bullets at us. Um, and it's a technique that's called kettling, which I never knew about before, where they funnel you in to a point and they just lob tear gas canisters at you. So you can't breathe. Right. right. So we're forced up against the fence and we're like lifting people over. We're like throwing, like people are like just rolling over. People are screaming at the top of their lungs. I can't breathe. Right. I never heard people scream like that in my life before. Um, uh, and I'm sorry if this is not the most coherent thing. It's a, it's traumatic, right? Like it's, um, but we didn't do shit. 
Like, we didn't. And it's just this excess of violence from police that does this, yeah. right? Yeah. That escalates it. And, like, we're standing there and we're getting to this point where we're like, you know what? We're, we're going to fucking – we're standing up to this shit because it's wrong what's happening. It's fucking wrong. And it's a multi – it's an intersectional movement against this. And I'm so proud of everybody that I'm protesting with, right? Um, but like, they're like, I'll send, I'll, I can send you videos afterwards and everything else. Um, it's legitimately like people pinned up against the fence and they can't breathe because it's just relentless tear gas on them the whole entire fucking time. And at that moment, I'm like, they're not. They, if they don't, if they defend white nationalists that are at a fucking monument, and they, they, they defend white nationalists on a monument, and they yell and they scream and they tear gas and they shoot rubber bullets at peaceful protesters, that's like it speaks for itself. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that. It speaks for its fucking self. I'll I'll say. Um, one, I think, uh, your experience is something that is echoed in the, uh, the national narrative, which is when people go out and protest the police, the police tend to not want to defend those protesters. You have, uh, police in Michigan doing a fucking what accounts to a drive-by fucking tear, uh, uh, fucking pepper spraying, where they uh-huh. drove past in in their cars, pepper spraying peaceful protesters. You have protest, uh, sorry, uh, police in New York who have just drove fucking cars over like past like through protesters Uh, it is literally that you see protesters not protected but when the kkk comes to town or when people speak out against the protesters or when people malicious our militias go into the michigan state capitol they're fine no problem there it's just the problem comes when you question the way that we're behaving and that to me is fucking bananas that the police continue to have this just disregard for their image when they're doing the thing that people say they're doing. People say, hey, you're being unreasonably, unreasonably antagonistic and brutal towards a certain sub, a certain population of people. And they're like, okay, we'll do it to you because you keep telling us that we're doing it. That is, that is what they keep doing. And if anything, these protests have clearly drawn out the fact that the police should not be able to operate with this much impunity. Yeah. And I, I wanna I wanna I wanna say too as well, and like I don't I 
I'm fighting against this like ranty kind of part of me. I'm sorry because I know that we've been on for a while. But look, you uh, we're at two hours. Give me the rant. Okay. Um, the uh, I'm tired. I am so fucking tired of this narrative that like like that protesters are. They this is what they deserve. This is what protesters deserve, right? Like, motherfucker, we're, we're sitting there and we're protesting the systemic problems that are leading to the murder of black people. Yeah. Like, I just, like, it, it, it blows my mind that, like, people sit there and they go, okay, well, like, you, you, uh, you deserve to be tear gassed. Mm-hmm. You deserve it. You deserve to be shot at rubber with. And I, I implore everybody: look up rubber bullets. Look what they look like. Right. Look what they're huge. Look at what. Hang on, and I and I do apologize for cutting you off, but no, look at what they're supposed. How they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to be shot directly at someone. They're, they're su- not supposed to be shot at somebody's eye. They're and blind them. Weirdly enough, and I and I know because they've been doing that a lot. Weirdly enough, and I know how crazy this is going to sound. You're not supposed to shoot something out of a gun directly at someone's eye. I'm pretty sure that a fucking random Christmas movie taught us that not too long ago. Um, <laughs> you're like that is. It's a red rider, right? It's, it's, it's a red rider rubber bullet gun. Exactly. You'll shoot your eye out, but like that, it's exact. Like you're that's they they use them in a way that is literally not the way they're supposed to. You're supposed to shoot it on the ground so that it bounces up at someone. So it is actually non-lethal. Like, let's be clear. Ding. If you shoot someone in the face with a rubber bullet, you can still kill them. Mm-hmm. You can. Well, well, now the yeah. police call them less than fatal. Less than fatal. Less than fatal. Well, good. I mean, if you get hit by like 12 of them, they might be fatal. And, and it, are we hitting you with 12 of them? Yes. Yes. We're all shooting you. But I, I, I just, I'm, I'm tired of the fucking narrative, yeah. right? When it comes to protesters are these horrible people and they're, you know, and just even in general, like the, the, the right way to protest is that you have mm-hmm. to be peaceful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's be clear, the when when people decide what the right way to protest is, that turns out to be wrong as well. As long as you're not protesting the thing that they want, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I I just I, and I I and I I I, I 100% agree with you that people have designated, or at least um, law enforcement has designated these con- these protests right now as the wrong thing to protest and the wrong way to protest. And they have used that to attack and brutalize civilians, or as the president calls them, Antifa provocateurs. Um, they, have, they have chosen to use this moment as a way to brutalize people um just try to harm people to herd people into an area so that they can continue to brutalize people as you've described or as what was described when people were unable to get to um the uh the 
transportation to get them home so that they can get home before the curfew that they were trying not to violate so that the police were able to attack them for violating the protest. Like the, the, um, the, like that is what is happening. That is what is happening in this nation. We're, we're not, this isn't a, a fucking what we call third rate or third world nation. This is the U.S. Yeah. This is what the United States of America is doing to its populace. I think one of the things that have... Holy shit. For me, have come out of this is it exposed, like, an area that I was just super naive in that I just didn't realize you can completely violate somebody's First Amendment's rights and it's fine. Like... There is no repercussion for the police tear gassing an entire group of peaceful protesters. Like nothing. Well, what happens is the tear the sorry, the police push over a 70 some year old man who may or may not be a fucking Antifa provocateur. Then when that officer yeah. gets reprimanded for that, the entire police force decides, well, we're not going to be doing the thing that allowed him to be well, even just that example ah. is like more of a response than you get for the Washington DC mm-hmm. tear gassing mm-hmm. an entire group of peaceful protesters. So that so Trump can, can have a, a fucking photo like, op where he's holding a Bible upside. What down. is the value of our bill of rights? What is the value of any of our rights? If the police can completely violate them and there are absolutely no repercussions when they violate the rights of thousands of people on a daily basis now and there are no repercussions what are the rights of the what's the value what's the value of the bill of rights when they don't honor them for anyone yeah that's that's exactly the point and i think if anybody had their head wrapped around more than the second amendment they would fucking realize that like that's just that's where we're at as a country our constitution is a piece of paper that they are shitting all over and nobody cares because these protesters are liberal so yeah that's well and i think i think i think to like kind of drill down on that a little bit more like it's not just necessarily the fact of that they're just liberal but it's that they're advocating for black lives right and it's it it is is that you're trying to dismantle white supremacy, yeah. which I think in, in, if, if you want to actually, um, the conversation could be had, right? And I, I would agree with it, and like that this country, that's what it's founded on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, okay, we're at 206. So I'm going to call it on this. I, I, I want to um, point out that we're not, it's literally, they're not just doing it because they're advocating for black lives, though that is a billion percent what this is. Yeah. They're also trying to dismantle what we have now, which is the police state, right? Which is where the police are infallible, where the police get to do whatever they want, where the police have qualified immunity. Where, where the police can rape their um where the people they have in custody in, in most states in, in the united so, states where in so many states the police can quote have sex unquote no it's rape no it's rape can rape so many in their custody and it's okay the we are breaking down 
what is seen as the norm, right? And that for a lot of people is horrifying, scary, terrifying. We're not allowing them to abuse the law. We're not allowing them to abuse others. We are we are putting our foot down and saying, hey, treat people with human decency. And that's a huge problem. That's a big old problem for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> so they retaliate by brutalizing us. They brutalize us in the streets and they claim that it's our fault. They claim that it is the looters and the rioters that are doing this. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. That's what the president said. But let's be clear about something. They are doing this to peaceful people, just stating that they want a better America. So, I said we're going to end this. I'm not. I, we're not. We're going we're gonna to talk right now about the defund the police um, uh, narrative, right? We're going to talk about defund the police, what that actually means, and what could actually be done. So, Jeff, what do you think of when you hear defund the police? So there's a few things, too, that I want to actually... Yeah, so I, I, I want to get to one thing, too, as well. And I, I, I think that this is an important point to actually clarify um, previous, in, in what you said, um, that rioting is a legitimate form of protest. Yeah. Um, we, are in, we are in Pride Month. If you want to celebrate Pride Month, any listener... Um, you need to acknowledge that Stonewall was a was a riot. Look up Stonewall, y'all. That's some Stonewall. that's some black trans motherfuckers throwing bricks at the. Let's look it up. Bless, bless her. Um, but like in labor movements, right? Like I just I implore people to actually read about the fact of how like with riots and how riots in more of a violent. Violent protest is actually something that can lead to change. Mm -hmm. So that's one subsection that I want to actually get to. Um, I think when it comes to defund the police, part of it comes down to, and I think a big part is, that we need to view this as a systemic issue and not an individual issue with bad apples. Right. 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 You 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 said it earlier, Terrain. Right. In jest, like like not in jest, but like actually kind of like talking about it, um, about the fact of, of um, the in Buffalo where they pushed the old man to the ground. Right. Yeah. Oh, a um, lot of my jokes are very very real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been coming to figure that out. <laughs> um. But I think that, like, um, they push him to the ground, right? Bleeds out in, in general. A cop cleans down to actually pick him up. They usher him along. Yep. They usher him along. That and is, I think that's yes. a really good example of a, the systemic problem. Yes. Because, like, when people sit, sit there and they say, a cop. 
right? Like I'm, you know, I'm falling asleep and I'm calling a cop. Um, uh, or all all cops are bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't mean that all cops are bad people. No. Inherently, they what what we say and what we mean is that the system itself prevents good people or good cops from doing their job. Mm-hmm. All right? cops, they're in a bastardized system. So the cops that went past that man to uh, that man in Buffalo who was bleeding out of his ears, they were forced to based on the system that they are in. They, they don't, they don't have the ability to work outside of that system in their minds, right? Like that is something that we are trying to change. I mean, it's the it's the yeah. cops in Atlanta who have been calling in sick since their colleague was charged. Mm-hmm. It's the cops in Buffalo who resigned from the riot squad since their colleagues were suspended. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a couple of bad. Apples. It is a culture. Yeah. It is a culture of like. Cops that are like, we have to protect the thin blue line and nothing else. There is nothing else that needs to be protected. So so when we say defund the police, I want to, I want to, there's, there's a lot I think that needs to be actually talked about here. Agreed. Um, um, One of, one of them is, is, is that defunding the police is one portion it is not the whole idea, mm-hmm. right? Um, and what when we when we say defunding the police, when we say defunding the police, what what we want to do is we want to reject any kind of expansion to police budgets. Yeah, I can sit there and saying somebody that lives in Philadelphia, that actually like is in a city that wanted to propose during a fucking pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. During a pandemic, the expansion of the police budget and cutting other social services. Yeah. Like, so that's a big point. I I just want to, yes. I I also want to, I want to jump on real, really quickly. Like, like, let's be clear. We have been fucking defunding a bunch of programs uh, for years, education has been defunded for a quite long time where we're at a point where teachers have to buy supplies for their students. Like, let's be very, very, very clear here. Um, the the defunding of education has been um, in the works for an incredibly long time. It's just that they unfortunately don't have the police union that has the power of organizations like the NRA. Yes. Katrina, uh, what we got? I I mean, this is an issue that requires a lot of discussion. Um, but <laughs> something that it really really bothers me when you see people on the left like oh we shouldn't use the word defund that word's too harsh this is bad for us politically like oh my god shut the fuck up oh yes (laughs) can i just say fuck joe biden and his (laughs) not supporting (laughs) this dude dude, i'll get on that train fuck joe biden for that like i i just it it, it frustrates me so entirely that you 
there are people out there who get so upset about saying the word defund and don't get so upset about the police murdering people on the streets with state support. Yeah. Like, if that's what upsets you and the other stuff doesn't, I don't want your vote. I don't want your support. Look into like, yourself. Oh. Hang on, oh I'll, hang God, on, I'll, I'll be so mad. Hang on, I'll be, I'll be her conscience. Look into yourself. Think about how you're be reacting to this. What? <laughs> like, think, think about what upsets you. The it's the same people who are on Twitter complaining about Apple stores getting looted when uh, uh, people are dying. So that's just <laughs> <laughs> like. Did, let's go ahead, Jeff. I'm, I'm just gonna say I wanna, I wanna like add. There's like a lot more robustness that needs to be added. Katrina, you're completely fucking right on this, right? In the sense of. As a Bernie Sanders supporter, I will sit there and say Bernie Sanders is fucking wrong for not sitting there and saying that he wants to defund the police. Because the problem comes down to the fact of that this is a systemic issue. Mm -hmm. It is a systemic problem. And Dr. Cornell West said this fucking beautifully, right? In that, like, we are realizing that the that we are realizing that the the, the police force cannot reform itself. So reform doesn't work. And the, one of the biggest examples that I have of why reform doesn't work in this is, is that Eric Garner, who was killed in New York by a fucking chokehold, mm -hmm. it was banned. Yeah. So like we we what what when we say defunding the police, what what we what we need to actually um, what it means in general is, is that take the police funds. Why have these cities increased year over year over year over year the police budget, right? Philly, Los Angeles, New York, um, Atlanta, major cities, places across the, um, across the United States. Yeah. Um, why don't you invest that into actual non-band-aid solutions? and actual systemic solutions. Yes. And I think that's a really big part that we actually need to talk about because like it's a band-aid. This shit's a fucking band-aid. Yeah. When on top of it. When we're doing this, when we're doing the um uh when we're just giving the police X amount of dollars. Let's be clear of what we're doing. We are over-policing communities of color, which we've done yeah. fucking yeah. forever. We've yeah. literally said that communities of color need more policing because they're more crime-ridden, when really it's because we over-police them and decide that they're the ones committing the crime. So you get the statistics that you want of a lot of people of color committing crimes when really it's because you threw a billion police into their fucking, uh, into their orbit and the police find crimes or whatever. Like this, <laughs> the, the, the defund the police argument in my mind to me is stop using the police as a catch-all, right? The the police don't have expertise in every single They don't have expertise in like anything. No. So let's stop calling them for all sorts for of suicides. Att attempted suicides, possible suicides cuz they end up killing the suicidal person 
Let's, Way too frequently. Let's, let's not call them when there is a person who's mentally ill in distress because they might just shoot their mental health worker. Um, Which has happened. Yeah. Like, let's stop calling them for things that they don't have the ability. And and they say this. Like, we, we argue like we're on different sides. Yeah. They say this. They say we get called for everything and we don't have the ability to deal with everything. We agree. The defund the police argument agrees with you. You don't have everything. So instead of giving yeah. you the money to buy a fucking bear cat, let's I've been I've been I've been in Bloomsburg, man. Yep. Yep. Bear cats have been around. Oh, we know. We know <laughs> the bear cats been around. We've had friends that got tear gas. Yeah. <laughs> like like Instead of this, instead of it, how about we pay or fund or uh, have a program for people to learn an expertise in different social societal issues that can actually uh, respond to those issues without a gun in a way that is incredibly less lethal than we heard yeah. you were doing this oops you're dead yeah. and i I, th- I think i think it's 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 a little bit too as well like i want to i want to push a little bit against uh, like i agree with everything that's being sense, uh, said but i want to push a little bit further um on this um is that we i think the bigger thing is and the the like the root in the way that we need to frame this is that we we have an idea in in America that the police are what keeps us safe. Yeah. Right. The police keep us safe from violent crime, but it really misses the overwhelming problems in America. Right. It's a band aid. Like right. we we need to address things like poverty, wealth inequality. Yeah. We need to address housing inequality. We need to we need to actually address things like homelessness. Yeah. We need to address a, like like we need to sit there and we need to treat people that are like have substance abuse disorder as not fucking criminals. Yeah. And and again, that's what I meant specifically when I said that we have societal issues that mm. the police don't have the expertise to. Uh, to acknowledge and respond to. Um, I, I, you're absolutely right. You, you said that in a way that I certainly fucking didn't. Like that is what it is, right? There are specific issues that happen in a society that happen in this country that the police have fucking zero zilch of an expertise of response to. They, we call the police when a homeless person is X on our Y, right? Like, they're just hanging around on something that we don't want them to be. That is, that is what we find as a police problem. It is not. And we need to stop treating the police as though they are the catch-all to everything. They're not. And they have no fucking reason. I mean, but- Think about that case before this all blew up. The man in Central Park who told the woman 
that she needs to have her dog on a leash. Mm-hmm. A total white yeah. woman that. And yeah. she like said, I'm like going to call the police and tell them that a black man mm-hmm. is threatening Ms. me. Ms. Cooper. Yes. Ms. Cooper understood her privilege and, and decided to weaponize it yes. against a black man. Yes. For asking her to put her dog on a leash so he can continue to bird watch. Yes. That's yeah. that's the that is what we think of police for. Yeah. That's what these people think police are for. Let's let's remember how there is a uh and there's there's a video of a, a white woman call uh talking to a uh, a family of color telling them that she's going to call the police because they're playing loud Latin music. Yep. Barbecuing yep. in a park. Yep. Selling lemonade on their outside of their house. Writing yep. Black Lives Matter outside of their house. On with Chuck. Yep. That <laughs> is. This is. This is the continuous use of the police, and the I'm people sh- use them as a weapon. As a weapon. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And that that needs to stop, and that could stop if we decided that the police can't be used that way anymore, which is part of what the defund the police fucking argument is. And I think, I think, like, I just, I want to, I want to take it a step further, right? Because me being me being a old time lefty, right? A, a leftist. Um, I think that what we need to do is we need to have a, we can't, we cannot be afraid of these conversations. And I'm glad that we're having these conversations, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I think that what we actually need to do is that we need to work and envision a world that doesn't need police forces. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to work toward that. And now, like, I am not the arbiter on any of that stuff, right? Wait, and I am what? Not the... I'm not. Wow. Oh, but yeah, I know, right? Oh, my God. That's why I thought we had you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, like, like, there's a lot, and I will say, like, Reed Angela Davis, Kianga Taylor, uh, Mark Lamont Hill, um, follow Shea Butterfem on um, Twitter, everybody. Um, but we we need we need to have the idea that it's not just about defunding the police, right? It's about the fact of we we need to have the mission of abolition in mind with this stuff because we the and when i say that what i mean is 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 that we need to have an a um we need to have an understanding of there are root causes to a lot of these things there's a root cause to crime there's a root cause to a lot, like poverty is a huge fucking root cause to crime mm. right so why are we not addressing those factors? Why are we not taking the money from the police force? Why are we 
why are we militarizing the police force right rather than looking into rather than um investing in ways to you know prevent poverty exactly or why do we have police in schools right why are we why are we subjecting police in schools and like Mm -hmm. why are we why are we not investing in community governances like why are we not investing in communities Mm -hmm. and that's a really big thing that we actually need to do because we need to actually have this conversation of it's we need to defund the police we need to take money away from an institution that is systemically racist that has actually killed multiple people it's called like it's just murdered black people like we talked about earlier in the episode and why don't we actually take that money fund it in the communities right and address the root causes of these issues yeah and and let's be clear we didn't even talk about let's be clear we have to take a drink uh let's be clear we didn't even talk about how the fact that we the the policing methods that we have today are literally from slave catching that's yeah. that is what the tactics of the police are but we're gonna end it on that um yes. i i jeff you are fucking absolutely right i i am so thankful that you were here um because holy shit this was an amazing conversation um you are welcome back whenever you'd like to be uh and thank you if you are if you are listening to this and don't know uh, some of the things that we talked about please look them up or please message me i would be more than happy to tell you about tulsa or black wall street so um thank you all for listening um we will see you next